0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على ملة نبي بعد على ملة نبي بعده ولا كتاب بعد كتابه ولا شريعة بعد شريعته ولا umata بعد أمت أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما أتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْيَنْقَابِ وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ لَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ حَتَّى يَكُونَ هَوَاهُ تَبَعَ لِمَا جِئْتُ بِهِ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّ most respected honorable ulama al-karam, of the Quran, brothers and elders, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in this final hajj, the farewell hajj, the hajjatul wada', the advices that Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam had given is most crucial and important for our salvation and it is timeless for all times till the day of Qiyamah. Amongst the advice that Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam had mentioned, that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, taraktu fiikum amrain, taraktu fikum,
1: Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, I have left behind two things. If these two things you hold on to very firmly, you grip onto it, then this will be your success and the salvation of a person. Nabiya Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam is referring to the Qur'an, the Qur'an Sharif, and the Hadith Sharif, the traditions, the Ahadith, the statements, the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But the question that we need to ask ourselves if this is something that my Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling me, I need to hold on to for success, then how much of it am I holding on to? How much of Quran and Hadith have I understood? The journey, we don't even know how long is our journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We all are on a journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When will be that moment that suddenly that switch will be put off? and we will be standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only knows. We can see there's many living messages around us, when people suddenly diagnosed with certain advanced types of cancer, sometimes it's heart attack, at young ages people are passing away. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that tawfiq and that ability that we prepare for this meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if we look generally... For an ordinary person to study and understand the entire Quran in depth and to understand the ahadith Mubarakah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, it's a very long journey. How do I ever get to that stage where will, I will understand everything? Maybe the burning question in every one of us. Murana, you say in Quran, you say in Hadith. But yes, how many years will that take me before I can understand everything? So therefore, a simple remedy, and example. Sometimes a person is coming down, he's under the weather, maybe it's a flu. And then he's got some important meetings that he has to attend. So one is you tell him, listen, take this medication. So he will says, leave the medication. Let me just quickly go to the doctor, give me one jab. Maybe I'll pull through that meeting. He wants a quick fix, looking for something very quick. So this maybe, this quick fix can be maybe a starting point for every one of us. That Imam Abu Dawud rahimahullah, when we speak about siha then the six authentic books of ahadith that every student and alim has to study before qualifying as an alim. Amongst those books, one of them is Abu Dawud Sharif, Sunanu Abi Dawud, the author of which is Imam Abu Dawud rahimahullah. Sulaiman ibn al Ashas. So he had mentioned he says, Inni sallallahu Khamsa Mi'ati Hadith. I personally have documented and write I have written down, I have a collection of half a million ahadith with me. Half a million ahadith. Very similar advice, very similar with a slight variation will be the advice of Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah contrary to those that uh, threw allegations against him that he does not understand ahadith Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah was given advice he says ya bunay arshadak Allah wa ayyadak and he gives him a whole list of advice one piece of advice he tells him he says i have a collection of half a million ahadith with me if you're looking for success, my son, Anta Tamida Khamsata Ahadith. Hold on to five. Here we have a, a giant and a towering scholar in the form of Imam Abu Dawud Rahimahullah. He says, I have a collection of half a million ahadith. Yaqfil Insana مِنْ ذَلِكِ arba'ata ahadith. He says, maybe this is a long journey for you. Half a million, when will you come to that? Never mind the starting point. This is the synopsis, the overview, the summary, the sum total of the message of a half a million ahadith, found in four ahadith. He says, four ahadith, bring four into your life. Bring these four into your life. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahim Allah, from these four, added one more. So he's got five ahadith. And the first hadith that has been collected, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ta'alluk, love for Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring it within every one of us. This is something that can be the key factor of our success and salvation. Allah bring it inshallah and bless us with mahabba for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam Malik rahimahullah, he was teaching a hadith. As he was teaching a hadith, a scorpion had come and was walking up his back and had stung him. During the dars, the students, the lesson they could see that he's turning pale in the face and then he's normal. Pale again and he's normal. And eventually after the lesson, the lesson continues as per usual. At the end of it, he calls one of the students. He says, listen, al min تَحْدِ qamisi Let's check up under my kurta, is there anything there? So the student comes, moves the kurta. He says, Imam sahab, there is a scorpion. He takes out the scorpion. He says, okay, just take it out. <laughs> student takes out the scorpion. He picks up his kurta. He says, Imam sahab, you were stung 16 times. Why didn't you stop? He says, how do I stop when my Nabi is talking to me? My Nabi Sallallahu is talking out of respect. I can't break it. I can't break that. Subhanallah. Then Imam Malik, that's Mahabbah. Respect, adab, etiquette. Then he has the dream of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is saying, no, Oh Imam Malik, Imam Udari al-Hijrah, because you respected my name, Allah will respect your name till the day of Qiyamah. Imam Udari al-Hijrah. Love, mahabbah, Allah bless every one of us with it. Once one imam, he gave a bayan in the masjid on the importance of Duru sharif. So, Murana is saying, I gave a bayan, the importance of every one of us reciting Durood sharif. Let it be, inshallah, our ma'amul, that Friday should not be less than a thousand at least. Friday, at least not less than a thousand. So, this person was really moved by the bayan the importance of durood sharif, amazing waqi'at and qisas were mentioned and stories. So he started his ma'mul immediately after Juma. Immediately, not the, the person, one of the people in the audience. So he heard Mawlana's bayan, he was moved. Immediately he goes home and he reads 5,000 durood sharif. He says that was his ma'mul for one week. The next Thursday night, he has ziyarat of Rasulullah وسلم. He says, if you're gonna love me so much, subhanallah, then I'm waiting to see you. Only one week of 5,000 durur sharif every day. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. Whether it's the there are authentic translations of it. There is hayatu sahaba. There are so many books, literature that we can... Put our hands on to read the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anyway these four ahadis, the first one. First one that was selected by Imam Abu Dawud, rahimahullah. he says, Innamal Amalu bin that your actions are judged by the intentions. Both are plural. Innamal Amal, your actions, irrespective whether you are sleeping, whether you are eating, whether you're going to work. Whatever be the situation, any any action of ours, binniyat are judged by our intentions. One is a person. We all came for the Jumu'ah Salah. Person says I came for Jumu'ah Salah. Well, one person will get one reward. Person says I'm coming for the Jumu'ah Salah and I want to listen to some dini talk. Double reward. And he says, but whatever I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna disseminate and pass on. Three rewards. He says, maybe I'll meet one of my Muslim brothers. When I make salam, I'll get reward. That's the fourth intention. Fifth one, he says, maybe someone is sick. I'll come to know, I'll go and visit him, make his Ayyada." And like that, we can make so many intentions. Every salah we coming to the masjid. We can multiply our intentions. In the 20s and in the 30s, the, we see someone, maybe inshallah, as I'm going en route, someone may need a lift. Just the intention, you'll get reward. Whether you give someone a lift or not, but you had that intention, there was no one on the path or on that route. You'll get the reward for that. So simple is the deen of Allah. If every one of us as a Muslim, we wake up in the morning and we say, Oh my Allah, alcohol is haram. My intention is never to drink. Drugs is haram. My intention is never to consume. And he makes intention of everything that is haram, which normal, it's in my life, I'll never involve myself in it. But due to intention, we will be rewarded for it. One is we don't do it, because we're Muslims. And is one person making an intention, due to that intention, we'll get rewarded by Allah, tabarakah wa ta'ala. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had sent Abu Musa al-Ash'ari r.a ila al-Yaman. وَأَتْبَعَهُ After sending Abu Musa al-Ash'ari رضي الله Nabi said, mu'adh bin Jabal رضي also in the direction of Yemen. And both were doing work in different provinces we would say, or areas and cities of Yemen. And there comes the time these two Sahaba رضي الله meet. They come together, there's some ملاقات between two Sahaba, they know they in one country, in different areas they meet. What is the muzakara? What is the talk between the two of them? As the two of them are sitting down, one person says, what's your ma'mul for the night? So he says, listen, majority of the night is in tahajjud for me. So that was Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiallahu. Mu'ad bin Jabal radiallahu says, Amma ana wa anam. Tahajjud salah is there. But I also sleep. But when I sleep, wa arjufi naumati ma arjufi qawmati. The intention I make for sleeping is the intention I make even when I perform tahajjud salah. So when I'm going to sleep, ya Allah, I'm going to sleep to wake up for tahajjud. I'm going to sleep because sleeping is also an ibadah. And he says, this is the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu I will also get reward even in my sleep. When I go to sleep, I'll get reward. My intention is to wake up for the fajr salah is to wake up for the Tahajjud salah that sleep now becomes an ibadah. That sleep now becomes an ibadah. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam incident appears in hadith appears in Sahih Muslim. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says Inna awala nasi yukda al-qiyamati qiyamati amongst the first group of people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will decide against that they will be flung headlong into the fire of Jahannam. First people are the people who did sterling work, but driven with the wrong intention. Person who did fantastic work, first person will be called. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask him, what did you do for me? What did you do? He'll say, Ya Allah, قَاتَلْتُ فِيكَ حَتَّى استشهدت. Ya Allah, I fought for your sake and I became a shaheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, listen my banda, don't speak lies. You became shaheed because you wanted people to say, he was a shaheed and a martyr. Listen, قَدْ قُلْتَ وَقِيلٌ People said everything, that was your reward, go in Jahannam. You did it for, for name and fame, and now you have to go into Jahannam and burn in its flame. Intention was incorrect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call a rich person. He says, what did you do? He says, Ya Allah, مَا مِن there is no avenue, mami, in sabilin to ibu a yunfaqfi, illa Whatever avenue of spending there was, I spent. Allah subhanahu wa taala, you really did it for me. You did it so people could say he gave so much. He's so generous. What a heart he has going to Jahannam. People spoke. You've got your reward. Then the person will be called. What did you do? He says, no, I studied Qur'an Sharif, I studied hadith, I became a scholar and an alim and a qari. He says, Allah, all of that for me? He says, yes. Allah will say, no. All of that you did so people could say he's a very good qari. So you go in Jahannam also. You you because you wanted people to rate your bayan, you also go in Jahannam. You wanted to be amongst the top list of ulama, you go in Jahannam. Allah protects us. We all are in the same boat. He's up for me, he's up for you, he's up for all of us. But we all have to continuously be reminding ourselves, why am I doing this? What's the reason for it? SubhanAllah, Muhammad Al-Munkadir. He was a great muhadith who resided in Medina Tayyibah. Once there was drought in Medina Tayyibah, so there was a call for Salatul Istisqa. Announcement was made date, time, all arranged. Brothers are going out for salatul istisqah. As per routine, it has to be done for a few days. After one day, Muhammad al-Munkadir says, we went for the salatul istisqah, we came back. No rain. And he says, in the dead of night, I was in Madina Tayiba, in Masjidul Nabawi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. My usual spot, one of the pillars, I'm reclining, taking a catnap because of ibadah. So I'm just catnapping against one of the pillars. And I see one person coming and he takes out his scarf and then he performs salah. In his salah, he reads two rakats. Then he picks up his hands and he makes dua to Allah. He says, O oh my Allah, these people went for salatul isisqa, they're your servants hoping for your reign. O oh my Allah, they in masjidul nabawi sallallahu alayhi wa they are hoping due to the ta'alluq of the city, some rahma is going to come. Ya Allah, don't fa- fail and dash the hopes of these people. Ya Allah, please send down rain. Ya Allah, please send down rain. And he's crying, he's crying to Allah. He says, just a few moments later, we heard the thunder and the rain came. When the rain started falling, he picked up his hands again, two rakats of salah and he's crying. He says, Oh my Allah, who am I? Ya Allah, what am I? Ya Allah, I'm asking you and you send down some rain. Ya Allah, please cover this. Ya Allah, cover it. No one must know about it. And he carried on making dua till the end of the night. Muhammad al Kadir, a great muhadith. He says, I need to know who's this man. I don't know who's he. I'm the muhadith of this town, of this area. And an ordinary simpleton makes dua. Dua is accepted. So he says, I need to know who is he. So after the Fajr Salah, he very carefully watches him, tracks him down. He says, right, this is the house he lives in. So he left him. Later on, he came during the day and he knocked on the door. The person opened the door. He says, MashaAllah, Assalamu alaikum, Abu Abdullah. Nice to see you. Meaning you're the Muhaddis of the town. What can I do for you? Can I make you a pair of shoes? You need leather socks. So he says, who are you? He says, I'm a cobbler. He says, you're a cobbler. Okay, that's who you are. But that dua you made last night, he says, what, that has, what does that have to do with you? Please, can you leave my house? Close the door. And he says, please go from here. The next day, Muhammad al-Munkadir, he realized that I did something wrong. Maybe I jammed the gun. Maybe I never asked permission. So he comes back to say, by Hazrat Maf." But the person is an ordinary cobbler. So he knocks on the door, there is no answer. Goes to the neighbor, the neighbor says, this man is gone, he's left town. He says, left town? But what happened? He says, one ignorant person came yesterday, and he says, you the one who made dua last night, he got so scared, he started crying after that. He was only tearing. He says, oh my Allah, my one good deed, someone knows about it. My one good deed, maybe I would have hoped for reward in your court. Someone knows he left the city. What if he's going to become famous? People are going to come and ask him for dua. He left the city. Allah forgive us. If people don't speak what we do, then we're worried. If people don't realize and recognize our good, then it's a problem for us. Allah give us the tawfiq and the ability that our good deeds are like seeds. Like that seed for it to germinate. For the tree to grow, for it to bear fruit, you have to dig into the ground and you have to hide it. And then you have to water it and look after it. Our good deeds, we have to dig into the ground. We have to cover it so no one knows it. If you throw it in the ground, then the animals will eat those seeds. Throw it into the ground and then water it with our tears of repentance. Oh my Allah, I did it for you. Allah, I don't know whether it's going to be accepted. And cry to Allah. But that importance of doing things sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Abbas radiallahu narrates an incident. He says there was in previous times a king. This king disguised himself. And he went into the nation amongst the people walking around. And no one realizes it is the king. And he comes across one farmer. And he says, MashaAllah, you've got a nice flock and herd. So he says, yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed me. And then he spends some, some time with this ordinary person, farmer. So he says, hey, this animal and cow of yours looks very healthy. So he says, Alhamdulillah, with the mercy and the grace of Allah, this cow gives me 30, gives me milk, the equivalent to 30 other cows. He says, this one gives so much of milk. He says, yeah, but the grace of Allah. It's something I don't even understand. There's no reason for it. It's the mercy of Allah. King says, well, that's good. Nice to know. The next day he comes back. He says, how's your cow doing? He says, which cow? He says, we spoke about it yesterday. He says, today was half the amount. The milk it usually gives, today was half that amount. So he says, but what happened? The owner is saying, there is someone who is harboring an evil intention against this cow. I'm not too sure what it is, what has happened, but someone's evil eye has struck this cow because of which it has decreased the amount of milk produced for today. So the king goes back and he tells the courtiers and the people, he says, my intention was to go back and tell that person, I'm taking your car away, your cow, and I'll give you another one from the royal pastures. So the man was correct. Just that evil eye, that evil intention, barakat was lost. Sometimes we're doing fantastic business. Where's the barakat going away? Because of the evil eye, we're casting against other people's possessions. You're wishing of how you could have had it and he must lose it. How can I steal his customers? Listen, how do I snooker him? How do I get his clients? What do I do? Now, dhu you're gonna lose your own barkat you have. One in a hand is for two in a bush. Whatever little you have, thank Allah, make shukar to Allah. So that was the first hadith. Innamal Amalu that whatever we do must be driven with correct intention. Number two, Al Wal Haramu Hadith appears in Bukhari Sharif. umurun Nabi says halal clear. Haram clear. Most of the people, there is a grey area. Most of the people, meaning that simple people wouldn't be able to realize the or know and derive the law of certain masail. Those masalas or laws, contemporary, are for the scholars. They will know it. So when there's a grey area, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "Damaa yaribuk ilamala yaribuk." When in doubt, then leave it out. When you're not too sure. Then leave it out. Imam Bukhari Rahimullah, Ahmad ibn Hafs, says, I went to visit the father of Imam Bukhari Rahimullah, Ismail, at the, on his deathbed. When I went to visit him, and his father is happy. So he says, he asked the father, why are you so happy? He says, Wallahi, ma'alamu min mali dirhaman min haram, wala dirham min shubha. I can be so happy and proud of myself now that I don't recall earning one dirham and ran of haram money. Forget about haram, not even from doubtful sources. Not even if it's in doubt. What was the result? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given and blessed him such a son, the son like Imam Bukhari rahimahullah, that his memory was matchless. Amazing memory. That Imam Bukhari rahimahullah, he was a young boy, went to visit his ustad, ustad taught him some ahadith, and he left. So when the next student came, so Imam, uh, Rad, so the ustad is telling the other student, he says, hey, لو, لو قبل, جئت, if you only came little earlier, if you came little earlier, you would have seen this one small boy, he knows 70,000 ahadith of by heart. Boy? 70,000 ahadith of by heart? She says, yes. She says, where is he? Gave him the description, he runs out, goes into the street and he sees someone. He says, are you the person that claims to know 70,000 ahadith of by heart? Imam Bukhari says, naam wa aktar min dalik." Alhamdulillah, I know 70,000 and little bit more than that. Little bit more than 70,000 ahadith. Yes, later on he by hearted much more, but as a young boy, what was it? Halal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq and the ability. The moment our earnings are halal, we will see khair, barakat in the ta'lim, the tarbiyat the education of our children. But ulama are saying that nowadays, if the children are running you up the pole, go and see the business. See if everything is above board. Is everything halal? Perhaps... The consequences you are seeing in your children is due to the haram or the doubtful earnings. The third one minhusni islamil from the beauty of the Islam of a person is that he abandons those things that do not concern him. How often are we involved in things that got nothing to do with us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq and that ability, every time there is something that amuses me. Or oh, that pleases me, is this something Allah is happy with? If Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was in my company, will I speak those things? If he was in my company, would I speak those things or not? Then we would know whether it is layani and futility or whether it is constructive and it is an ibadah for me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. And the fourth one La yuminu ahadukum hatta li-akhi ma li nafsi. The iman of a person can never be completed until he doesn't love for his Muslim brother what he loves for himself. What you love for yourself, love for your Muslim brother. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of us tawfiq. Yes, each hadith can be taken individually, we can unwrap it and there's so much to speak about it. But there has to be some starting point to each one of us From the beginning we were speaking about four ahadith which will suffice the understanding of five hundred thousand ahadith. So the lesson, some point we can take home, something to take home, is that let us look for some authentic literature. We've got aima, we've got Mollana Chuhan Sab alhamdulillah, we've got other ulama in our locality that in our family, phone and find out. Mollana, what hadith book can I start with? Let me start reading the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq wa akhir dawana alhamdulillah subhanallah